<clears throat> We're live, Billy. Go ahead. Bring us in, brother. All right. What's going on? It's America Unplugged. Hope everybody's doing well. Happy 2024, everyone. I hope you had a good one. Don and I were watching the Twilight Zone, not together, but uh, he was in he was in the swamp and I was here in New, in New York and, and it was great. That's literally all I did because I was sick. Um, and uh, and I sat and watched the Twilight Zone on my television. It was fantastic. I had a great old time. And, and I, I'm really sad that it's over, to be honest. Uh, I'm walking the streets of New York and, you know, we still have the lights, but the spirit is kind of gone and the lights will be gone today, most likely. And I, I really miss it, but it'll be back in 10 months. Hopefully we make it, you know, let's see what develops, you know, because th things are crazy. And it is January 6th, ladies and gentlemen, uh, your favorite date and mine. So we, we, we have to discuss that. But before we do, Happy New Year, Mr. Tony Arterburn, the wisest of all the wolves. What's going on, sir? Well, it's interesting. You you know you watch the uh, Twilight Zone marathon on on New Year's Eve, and I find that I watch the Twilight Zone more and more now just to find a sense of reality outside of the actual reality. I escape to the Twilight Zone to feel uh, to, to feel normal. Is that is that yeah. good? No, it's not. But I understand. <laughs> I understand the the sentiment uh, th that. Um, that uh that episodes with the with the aliens coming to cook us that that seems a lot more real than what we have going on here today so i want to sit down and watch that uh you know um also uh jordan peele go check out those twilight zones the newest ones are fantastic and I, and i'm i'm a very tough critic on twilight zone related shows or anything that's close you know Go watch them. They're they're great. I anyway. like the '80s uh, version too. There was there was a brief moment yeah. where they made some yeah. in the '80s. You can hardly ever find them. Yeah. But there's one episode where a young Bruce Willis, uh, he picks up the phone. He calls his house and he answers the phone. Have you seen that episode? That's a good one. I haven't. Where he I got, starts I... talking to himself. Yeah, on the other end of the line. It's really good. I have to go back and I've seen some of those because, like you said, they don't play them very often. But but uh, I haven't seen uh, too many of them. Uh, but I'll, I'll go back and watch those too. Don Jeffries, the legendary. It is 2024. How are you doing, sir? Welcome back to your show. Say what's up to the people. Hey, hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's uh, like Billy Ray. I was watching the Twilight Zones too, watching my favorites over and over again. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice to get lost. And I was I was just you know recently too. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my fiction. I wrote a ton of short stories, and I was reading them again. I was like, I read. I forgot them half of them. I said I, I was I was like in suspense myself reading my own story, saying how where does this guy? It's how long ago I wrote them. I said, damn, these are good. I'm thinking about doing something like maybe put up a paywall on Substack to just have them out there because they're all Twilight Zoning. Every one of them is like an episode of the Twilight Zone, and I was obviously influenced by uh, by that. And I'm like Tony, you know, he, he looks to reality to get out of, it, but I I'm always like. You know, around every corner, thinking I'm going to step into the twilight zone, literally, because that's, that's the way my mind works. You know. Right. <laughs> so, so absolutely. Hey, you should get with guard on some of that stuff, man. Right? Guard, guard yeah. does fiction too. That that'd yeah, be dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he used to write for what is the Outer Limits. Yeah, which yeah. is great. Yeah, right? yeah. We have to have guard on the show in 2024. Um, and uh, I'm sure he'll make his way here at some point, right? Everybody will. The, the the our immediate close family but let's talk about this um all right guys so so we were post game i'm um, pre-game for about five minutes and and don brought up a story i can't confirm at this point whether this is true or not just because it's so unbelievable 
but it 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 might be true. Um, and it's it's definitely not on Donald's ex account, is formerly Twitter. It's not there. At real Donald Trump. So it might be truth social. I'm not sure. Regardless of this, uh, I'm gonna read the headline. Should I share? I share my screen so so people can see it. I think I'm gonna try yeah, to do. Let's share. It. What's where's the source we're getting this from? Um, this is called Midas. Midas. Uh, what is it? Hold on. Midas Touch. Yeah, this is an anti-Trump site. Oh, this is a, yeah. a liberal site. Yeah, I've, far I've seen left. what far they left. do. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and they're they're fairly credible as far as their reporting nine times out of ten. But I don't know about this. Uh, uh, MTN. So it's the Midas Touch. Yeah, MidasTouch.com. Let me see. Maybe I'll take it in. You, you're gonna pull it up, Tony, or you want me to do this? Yeah, we can do it. Let me, let me pull I'll, it I'll, I can I can do it. I can do it. I, I, I'll get it up uh, and and throw it up here. Talk to the people real quick while while I do, Tony. Well, I was talking to Billy off air and, um, you know, I, I'm always deep in the news and sometimes I guess I get so much my wheelhouse into precious metals and the monetary system and I didn't notice, but they're putting out clips. And it's news to me that uh, Steve Bannon did this in-depth interview with Jeffrey Epstein. Don, did you know this? Did you know this? Uh, as- uh, no, Bannon did an interview with Epstein. Is <laughs> no, no. he on the plane? In, Who in was 2019, <laughs> yeah, he did like an in-depth, uh, long, like long-form interview, face-to-face uh, with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there watching. They were just now releasing, I guess, clips of it. And I thought, how bizarre. How all this like, kind of ties together, yeah. the Epstein thing. And now all the release of the names and the client list. I, I didn't know if you, if you were uh, tracking that, Don. Well, I, I've been waiting for the list, and I, you know, you just keep the keeps. I haven't seen anything officially. You know, everybody says you know Jimmy Kimmel's upset at Aaron Rodgers, who's now become my favorite NFL player. You know, for saying he's on the thing, and uh, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but they keep delaying it. And you know, Bill Clinton's John Doe three hundred seven, and he's so damn sick he might not live to see. I mean, you know, all these things out there. Who knows? Is Trump on it, or did Trump try to stop him? You know, it's just there's so many things. I, I don't know, but it'd be, I'd be shocked if anybody on there is actually punished, but it's, it's, uh, right. it's fascinating. At least they're talking about it, but. Um, uh, what is it? A Virginia Roberts Guffrey, right. Yeah. Which is yeah. one, one of the women uh, that was intimately involved with all of this stuff. That's the, that's, um, that's the good, that's the blonde that's in the picture with Andrew when she was very young. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and th- they say that these are her documents that are leaking out or something that has to do with them. And, Brissom's been doing some investigation into him, and he says somehow that they're linked to Michael Flynn. He would have to explain this because I can't source it, you know, but uh, but apparently Michael Flynn has been somehow funding Virginia Roberts Gaffrey, which is interesting as hell because that goes against everything. I mean, she, yeah. she I don't know. I, I, he would have to come do it at some point. I'll bring him on and, and have him have him come take a look. And, and explain this to us. But regardless, here's this story. Um, Trump posted an article claiming he wanted to use automatic rifles to crush the January 6th rebellion. Right. And, and Don told me about this and I looked it up and this is the first uh, outlet that that came up with it. I know nothing about this besides what Don told me this morning. Right. So I can believe that Trump would retweet or repost or what is it or truth. Because this is probably on Truth Social, and I don't know how to get on Truth Social. Uh, full disclosure, and I, I can't—it's not public apparently. And I, I, I should create a, 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 a an account there 
just so I can look at these things. And I think I will after this, but here we go. Unbelievable, it says. Trump, who we knew directed his mega crowd toward the Capitol building and watched the events unfold on television, reposted an article in December titled Trumpophobes seek to keep him off 24, off a 24 ballot for crimes he never committed, which states he was willing to unleash 10,000 troops with automatic rifles to crush the January 6th rebellion. And here is the screenshot of the repost, the retweet, but it's not on his Twitter account. It's I just went there and it's not. Um, so I don't know if this is truth social or not. I, I don't I don't even know if this is real. Anyway, um, could I believe it? Absolutely. Could I believe that he would repost something like this? Absolutely. Do I know if he actually said I don't know? I don't I don't think he would have said this. Um, but but who I, I, I don't know what to say. All right, Don, I'm coming to you first. What's up? Well, I mean, and just the way it reads, it looks like it's a typical, because, you know, a lot of people, uh, again, to me, I, you know, you know how I feel about it. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's the people's building. The whole thing was a psyop, I think. But the, the, the again, the stupid party's response has been typically to blame Nancy Pelosi and say, you know, she didn't have anybody there to stop it as if there was something to stop. I mean, and this looks like a response to that. Like that Trump actually had 10,000 troops ready to go out there with to crush the rebellion that he was asking for. I mean, it wasn't a rebellion, but he was asking for them. He said, go march to the Capitol. So, but that's, that's stupid party logic. I, that's what I, that's what I see in it. I think it's an answer to try to, you know, because Nancy Pelosi, you know, they're trying to blame her. She should have had the National Guard out there to stop my people. Who he's so instead of saying, I think that's what it reads, but I I don't know. You know he's very he's hard to read, and even for him, this is even for the Trumpetstein project, this is really out there. Because, but I I think it'll go over the head of most of his people because anybody yeah. that's still supporting him doesn't matter. Yeah. But he he should theoretically lose a tremendous amount of support at certainly everybody that is sitting in prison. You because because they were there that day. I mean, they, they say what? What the hell? He he was ready to crush us with ten thousand. We were unarmed, as he mentions, unarmed. So it's like, I, I don't know. That's that's maybe so other here's here's the official article that he supposedly reposted, right? So uh, the article is real, and somebody's claiming that he said this. I just don't know if he reposted it or not, but I could believe that he did. So the Daily Signal. Anybody ever heard of this? I haven't heard of this. Uh, Trumpophobes seek to keep him off 24 ballot for crimes he never committed. And this is a pro-Trump article um, written by this guy, a a, a black guy, DeRay Murdoch. um, And he's, uh, what is it, Manhattan-based Fox News contributor. You know, and and that's really credible. You know, they had had a witch doctor on not too long ago to to give uh, predictions on Trump. I'll play some of that. Because it was interesting, you know. Uh, Jesse Waters had some somebody on. We, we, we have to watch it. We're gonna watch it here today. Two hours today of America Unplugged. Uh, what's up, buddy? What'd you say, Don? Don's gone. All right, I'm gonna or I'm gone. Who's gone? Yeah, what the hell's gone? Don was just freezing up a little bit. All right, okay, good. So uh, as long as you guys can hear me, two hours of America okay. Unplugged. At the, the second hour, I'm I'm going over to FreeWorld.fm. The boys are welcome to join me if they so choose. And uh, maybe I'll bring on some people. Maybe if Brissom is available, uh, he can he can hop on 
and we can discuss his findings on Flynn, you know, um, but um, we're going to do that, right? Uh, this is a pro-Trump article, uh, and we're definitely going to watch The Witch on Fox because that's what we that's where we are now, you know, and um, all, all, none of the Christian conservatives said anything about it. It was all good. They wanted to know, you know, what, what the tarot said, <laughs> you know, the Akashic <laughs> records and the whole deal. Um, but but here, that's where this is where we are. It is it is January 6th. And, and I remember vividly and I want to talk about Epstein. I want to talk about Tucker Carlson. Um, but if, I remember January 6th. I was on my way to D.C. Right. To meet with recluse. I was going to meet Brissom, uh, George from CavDev.org. And, and we did meet up, just not on the 6th, you know, because all hell broke loose. And I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to get down to, to the Capitol. Um, and we knew something was going to go down. And that's why I wanted to be there to film it. But I didn't know what was going to go down, right? <laughs> and we were, we were filming for our documentary, which is, we still have all of that stuff, all of that footage um, that we filmed during the pandemic. But we're going to rework the entire documentary. Um, uh, Neil Sanders is involved. And, and now we're going to get, you know, uh, Tony and a few other people involved also. Don, of course, you're welcome to sit in and give your thoughts. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's what I remember. I remember it vividly. And we all knew coming up to January 6th that something was going to happen. We all knew. Everybody knew. And I had no business knowing. <clears throat> I'm not involved in the government, right? <clears throat> I have no uh, access to any of this, yet I knew something was going to go down. So if I knew tons of people did that were drawn into this psyop, you know, and 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 led over to the capital of the United States. And every year you think, don't forget about 9-11. January 6th will never be. For, they will not let you forget it. No. They will not let you. They will bring this up every chance they get. And it won't be to our benefit ever, ever. This was uh, the, the ultimate checkmate for these people that they got us to go down. And I say us as the people to go down there and some of us entered the Capitol. You know, uh, all hell broke loose. Uh, and and here we are, you know what we're doing here. Uh, January 6th, Tone, give me your thoughts. Well, everybody knows uh, Trump prefers people that weren't captured. Uh, if you go back through his campaign <laughs> rhetoric, uh, you find you find out what he actually admires. Uh, this wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, we were going, I remember I was on the air on January 6th. I was talking to one of my friends that uh, was in the Proud Boys at the time. And uh, we were live, you know, reading the headlines of what happened to uh, what we later found out was Ashley Babbitt. And uh, I remember talking to him on the phone. He was live on my show and, you know, saying we're getting away from the Capitol or something happened there. And, uh, you know, there's uh, a, a shooting. And I remember thinking, I've been telling my audience for months leading into that, do not go. I'm not going to be there. This isn't something that uh, I, I can find any sort of uh, resolution in. If you look at the actual like, legal maneuvers they would have had to have done, uh, you know, post November of 20, it, it, they didn't do it. Uh, there's something, you know, of course, I'm, you know, following David Knight, too, at the same time. So we were in line. And so I, I you look, you go back and this is just a stain on our country. This is a stain on everything that we hold dear uh, in the United States, you know, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, what's left of them. And you look at, at Trump and I'm, I'm supposed to get excited about 2024. I'm supposed to, 
you know, are you, I, I'm supposed to get behind this man and, and, and uh, start giving him my support after, you know, three years of him being silent about the political prisoners that he himself, he told you to go to D.C. He told you to go to the Capitol. You can rewind the tape that he didn't go. He went to the White House. We all know that now. And then he had that weird, you know, uh, I don't He kind of just he looks so surreal, like when he came out uh, after the the breach of the Capitol and said, uh, everybody, you know, peaceful, go home. And, but, but he was just earlier. Different, different color hair. To, totally different. So, I mean, the whole thing is bizarre. It's hard to know where, you know, the real is in the PSYOP, where the fake is. I mean, even we talked about uh, the the Pence uh, tr- transition, you know, where P- Pence was supposed to, uh, you know, throw the election or, or, you know, as the president of the Senate, as vice president. And he'd already written legal letters from his legal team to the administration saying he's not going to do it. I mean, right. nowhere in American history has this ever happened before anything like this. And um, clearly it was a, a way to, to, and you've seen the, the, the uh, you know, the feds and uh, the uh, agent provocateurs and everything that was surrounded into that uh, being able to use this as a way to, to gain data uh, to, to basically crush any sort of opposition to the the globalist ruling class. And then that was it. I mean, a- after that, it's just like you, you've criminalized standing up to anything that, yeah. or, or addressing any grievance in Washington, D.C. You've just now criminalized that. Right. Yep. And they, that's a success for them on that. So I, I don't know. Everything I see with this, would it, would it shock you? To know, I mean, if if does Trump does Trump even care about his people? He told, by the way, he told. Remember, this is something he said in a debate. He told the Proud Boys to stand down and stand by. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was all about getting them there on January sixth. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with you, uh, to, uh, Don. What's up? Yeah, and, and Tony's exactly right. This this was right. uh, the end result of this is what what came out of this. You know, nine eleven got us the Patriot Act. Got his homeland security, which is now entrenched. It'll never, there's nobody, there's a few people against the Patriot Act who want to overturn them. Nobody talks about disbanding homeland security, which didn't exist before the, before 9 11. So, uh, so obvious free speech zones, things like that. This took the next step. We crossed the next line, the Sam, this, as, as Tony said, this, this is going to criminalize dissent forever. They're going to use this, especially any kind of anti government. Thing, any kind of rebellion, that's why they call it a rebellion, which we were born with a rebellion. This country was born in a rebellion. And that's why they don't talk about the founding at all. They don't want you to, they, they don't want to focus any attention on that. And that's why it has nothing to do with slavery, why they're taking all down all the Confederate memorials and so forth, is because that was a rebellion too right. of some of the states. They don't want any reminders that anybody in America has ever tried to go against the state. And uh, that, so that's what they're doing here. This is all encompassing, and it's a shame. Now, uh, you look at, again, the sentences these people got. And when I had Ashley Babbitt's mother on my show a couple of weeks ago with uh, <clears throat> another J6 prisoner that was in, inside the Capitol for 36 seconds, uh, you know, great, great criminal. Uh, she says that they're, you know, they're, they're rounding up new people every day 
So I want to say for the record, I was in a dentist chair that day in Northern Virginia. So I was nowhere. But then Enrico Terrio, the Hispanic leader of the white supremacist uh, <laughs> Proud Boys, very strange choice. He wasn't he wasn't in D.C. DC either. He got 22 years. So I I don't know how that works. Ray Epps, though, has been sentenced to six months. So everybody can he was you know on tape urging people to go inside and everything. He got six months. Enrico Terrio wasn't even in D.C., Got 22 years. If you can figure out how that works, I don't know. That's why the whole thing is just a mess. And that's the one reason, I, again, I continue to look at Vivek Ramaswamy. He's the only one of anyone that's, uh, you know, RFK Jr. is not talking about that. No other Republicans talking about it. Trump is doing it. Everything Trump does is counterproductive. This thing here is counterproductive. But nobody even, we're, we're sitting or we're scratching our heads. We don't even know what it means. Right. What is he talking about? But Vivek at least is, is saying, you know, very mildly, he's nibbling around the edges, but all Republicans should be up in arms about this because those were all their supporters there. Do you think the Democrats, if you had, you know, uh, you know, BLM activists and Antifa activists, if they were being treated like that? And by the way, I would be just as outraged. I would be saying that was just as wrong if they were denied due process. They wouldn't be standing for that. You'd have them out there saying this is an outrage and <clears throat> it's racist and everything else. The the, uh, the the stupid party doesn't. They ignore these people that are in there, including Trump, who just he uses them when he wants to. But as in this case, as, you know, we were uh, <clears throat> talking about. I think it reads like that he's uh, this is a response to Nancy Pelosi, and he's trying to basically blame her and say he was ready to have ten thousand again. Keep in mind, he called them there. Ashley Babbitt came from San Diego. Went all the way across the country. A veteran comes over here and gets killed for her trouble. Shot by a, a Capitol uh, Hill police officer who was, uh, ne will never be charged and was treated like a hero. Do you hear uh, Donald Trump talk about Michael Byrd? Do you hear him talk about the um, the, the the cops that, that killed the other? Was it Roxanne uh, uh, Boland? I think it's Roxanne Boland. He doesn't talk about them. He doesn't talk about anybody. He always puts it as himself, and that's why... The entire thing, you know, it could have served a great purpose to get a million patriots here in D.C. to protest that election if it had been done the right way. But it was done the stupid party way by Trumpenstein. So the whole thing was how he really wanted a landslide and he was robbed personally. Not that they could they could have they could have brought down him and waving uh, uh, all the thousand sworn affidavits from poll workers and people all across the country, unconnected to each other, who described uh you know, shenanigans that sort of been investigated, but they didn't do that. Instead, they just go down there and said, Trump, it was all about Trump. He was robbed and he, 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 he made it more of his campaign. He was a legitimate friend. And then getting Pence involved in some stupid thing where, uh, you know, as if Pence, who was one of his many idiotic picks that didn't support him at all, as if Tr Pence was going to get involved in some kind of co-conspirator with him and say, no, I'm not going to, you know, that that's that's what the Trumpenstein project is. It just it could have it could have served a great purpose to have that many people there just to kind of say we're fed up. This is a redress of grievances, but instead, it turned into this fiasco. And you know, Donald Trump's right there at the head of it. It was because of him, and that's why people that are you know thinking this guy is going to come back and and do something, and that's why I hope that story discredits him completely. And that he loses enough people, so maybe they'll they'll go after Vivek Ramaswamy or somebody to try to put themselves behind someone else, because he's he's no option. If he just even intimating something like that is ridiculous. You got these people here, you revved them up with one of your typical. Again, he he didn't 
his speech, if you look at that ridiculous speech he made, it should have been full of the examples of why he thought there was vote fraud. He should have talked about why was there, you know, ballots coming in the middle of the night? Why did why did they change the uh, the mail-in ballots so they didn't have to be dated? But, but they, if they were undated, they were presumed to be before the election. All kinds of improprieties that he could have talked about. But he he's first of all, he's either too stupid or it's just a Trumpenstein thing. He doesn't even know any of that, I guess. Instead, it's just all about him. You know, we won. I won in a landslide. It's all about <laughs> and just childish nonsense. And so it just gets into a campaign rally instead of focusing on, okay, why are you here? Why do you think there was fraud? He could have talked about the the the, the uh, Dominion machines breaking down in the in, you know at various places that they've done in the past, electronic voting, how unreliable they are. But he didn't do any of that. Instead, he just sits there and makes his stupid usual campaign speech. And then tells the people to go to the Capitol peacefully, and he told them to be peaceful. I'll be there with you, and of course he wasn't. So <laughs> that's that's it's a shame because it could it could have really served a great purpose. And now we're we're looking at this, we're analyzing what he said as if we can understand it. And then when people start chanting uh, "Hang Mike Pence," he says, "Yeah, maybe he should be hanged for that." Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's 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 incredible, man. But but um. To your point, Don, you would think, whether it be true or not, right, whether it be a PSYOP or not, what, what, whatever this uh, article saying that Trump said he wanted to use automatic weapons against people, you would think it, it would turn people away, right, and say, no, but but no. Yeah. Look, look, at, look at the Epstein, and, or, and now I'm going to get hit with Trump derangement syndrome for pointing out the obvious. Um, so so look, at, look at this new Epstein drop, right, that is being dropped like piece by piece or whatever. Uh, Tone, I'm good, right? You can hear me, right? Absolutely. Go ahead. All right. Good, good, good. Um, there are people, a lot of people, on the interwebs, on, on social media, saying that Donald Trump is completely exonerated. This is being led by, by uh, Michael Flynn. He's, he's been leading the charge for this, and uh, there's a lot of people behind him completely forgetting or completely choosing to forget pictures of Donald Trump, video of Donald Trump with Epstein partying with him, admitting that they both like young women together, stuff like that, right? This is all circumstantial evidence, but it's all the circumstantial evidence that they have against Clinton and they've they've uh, all but convicted his ass, right? In, in, in the court of, of public domain, right? The public view. Uh, people think that uh, Clinton is guilty. As do I for that re for for the record, but uh, people are completely like just shunning this. So Trump can literally, and he said this, maybe sacrifice somebody on a White House lawn, uh, just like take out their intestines, their stomach, eat their heart, and people will find a way to rationalize it. And I know it sounds extreme, but uh, but I am convinced of it at this point that that I don't know what Trump has to do. For people to say, oh, my God, something's up here. You know, that this guy might not be exactly what I thought he was. And and I may be getting lied to. I don't know what has to happen. The mind control is very strong. Very strong. Tony, thoughts real quick. Well, I, uh, I personally love the uh, interaction that he had with Klaus Schwab. That's my favorite. That's my favorite endorsement. Klaus is doing a great job here. It's amazing. <laughs> when he was at Davos in 2019. This is this is the guy right here. 
I, th- I think this is part of where we are in the country. We've so far removed from tradition and faith and history and heroes. We have no heroes in our time. People are starved for it. I mean, it was decades upon decades of just nothing on the Sunday talk shows. I mean, Don, you know this. I mean, if you're following politics, and I don't love yes. politics, but I used, used to be interested in it. And you yeah. just have cycle after cycle of no one saying anything. And it just started building up. I think there was this just reservoir of just people wanting to hear something that mattered to them come through on any of the, the two-party platforms. They just longed for the real. That's one of the reasons I ran for office, because I, I could go into a room and people would just light up. They didn't want any politicians. You know, and I'd be like, I, there was five of us running. I'd be the one that wanted all the questions. Ask me what what you, what you want to know. Ask me, because I know what I think. I don't have to look at a cue card. I don't have to triangulate it. And I think people were just hungry. I could tell that even on the grassroots level. And so when Trump ran, it was this phenomenon. Yeah. People want to believe so bad because there is nobody else. There's no, there's nobody showing up and saying, Hey, you know, the establishment's robbing you. These are criminals at the top. You know, it's, it's not go along. Nobody wants to go along to get along anymore. That just drove this country into the ditch. So I can understand that there's, there's, there's this gut level and I think Pat Buchanan talked about it in his speech and in, in his culture war speech in 1992 at the Republican National Convention. He was he said something like, you know, the, the people that are going out and, and voting for me, they can't quote Adam Smith. Right. These aren't these aren't people that are just they can't they don't understand what's happened to the their economy or with their country, but they just know something's wrong. Yes. And I think a lot of these people, they don't we're we're going way past that we're really looking at the documents and looking at the evidence and and watching what he actually does rather than what he says and people i think he's just so hungry you have to on some level you know you have to have some empathy yeah i, I do have some left but it's getting to the point where i go it it's clear that he's it's actually detrimental it's not even, it's beyond anything that's 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 yeah. you know even neutral at this point, and I you know I, I think David Knight's there too, or no, he's well, just like I, I don't well, even watch me, you know. I think they're they're again the, the people as you said, Tony. For so long, people like me had watched this political theater and had never seen anything like Donald Trump be given the attention he was given. Pat Buchanan was marginalized; he wasn't given the kind of he. Nobody thought he had a chance to win. They they instantly thought, well, Donald Trump maybe has a chance to win. Even though, and they were giving him lots of attention while hating him, you know, while hating on him, but giving him lots of attention. And he was saying the kind of things you said. He was saying a lot of great stuff. He was still saying stupid stuff, like he loved the police, he loved the, he loved all that. He, he'd go back and forth on war, but he said a lot of good things, especially about immigration and, and building the infrastructure and the corruption. He thinks calling it the swamp, talking about the deep state, saying we needed to drain the swamp, talking about fake news, and these are things that people resonated with. And even after probably more than half his supporters, even after four years of doing nothing that he said he was going to do, they still will make it. He had four years and they, I try to tell them he's only been president before they still, but that's because they're starved for something. They're starved for someone. And if, if Trump is destroyed and he, you know, he, he doesn't, isn't allowed to run or whatever, they, that, that vote has to go somewhere. And I just hope they don't continue to rig these polls and and try to this absurd Nikki Haley who is just you know 
she's Hillary Clinton light basically at this point. <laughs> and, and, and she's, you know, she, she's, it, I hope they don't, cause there's no way she is surging with anybody who in the Republican party has any MAGA in them at all would be attracted to her. That's absolutely ridiculous where you have Vivek Ramaswamy think what they want him. He's throwing the red meat out there. He's the one that should be surging in the polls and they're claiming he isn't. So that's the problem. They control all this theater they rig these polls and so forth. And so without Trump, you're left with Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley hits whoever the awful Democrats decide to run. They either they get the reanimated corpse of Biden out there again, or they do have Michelle Obama or Newsom or something. So again, with Trump, the perception of choice is there, even though we know it really isn't. But the perception is there. And I think that's what keep people, they, they have to have some kind of hope, they think. And so they look and say, who's the opposition? And Trump right there, he's Goldstein. He's from 1984. He's Emmanuel Goldstein. He's the face of the fake opposition. And that's what he is. He's he's leading the opposition. He's he's really part of it all. But he's leading it. And until I don't know how how you get a real, you know, at this time, a real alternative, because they just won't let you uh, they won't let a real alternative join in any reindeer games. Well, you know, um, Tony said it said it here first he told you uh nikki haley was coming uh and and she's coming <laughs> you know for a minute there i thought it, it might even be now like tony had said you know she she is coming they are behind her at some point if they if they want to keep up the facade of left right if there's ever another republican president after donald trump It'd be Nikki Haley. It'd be Nikki Haley. Absolutely. It will not be Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley is the one to watch if you're rooting for Trump to be the nominee and all the rest. If you're if that outcome is important to you, then watch this. Yeah, because they'll find a way. I think they'll try to find a way, any kind of weakness to get her on the ballot. And then they'll try to build up a mythos around her. You know, going back to something Don said. Buchanan had some magnificent populist rhetoric and it just, I, I would go back, Don, and just watch archives of him speaking yeah, in like New yeah. Hampshire in 96. So he was, he's so, he's such a brilliant man. And his, yeah. his stump speeches were, and I'm a connoisseur of this. Like I, I would watch it, just get some of that rhetoric. And the reason I don't, I think he just, he went over people's heads a lot. He didn't mean to, but he would, you know, <laughs> He would just get. He would quote poetry and 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 you know and stats and I just think it would just even though he was getting that red meat and, and potatoes of populism, I just I think that there was just something that didn't resonate. Trump dumbed it down. Yeah. So yes, well. He yes, he did. It, and it, <laughs> and it, it was really you know I even talked to my dad about this and he was say uh, because my dad would watch this kind of stuff too. Where we both and I kind of grew up watching language, especially entrepreneurs, and we would you try to entrepreneurs usually try to get to the heart of something. Like when you got a forty five seconds to to sell somebody on something, and Trump took that and just I mean degraded it into this weird uh, algorithm of dumb. And yeah. I and I would be like, well, that's that's technically true, but and then he would slap something kind of fantastic on it too. So Buchanan never did that, right? It no. was all it was all from the heart. It was real, um, you know. Again, and he would just he would just he would throw so much beauty in there and and references oh, that I remember. Remember, remember, remember when he was uh, he won uh, New Ham- no he was robbed in New Hampshire. Remember that, and he was talking about. Uh, 
Lord Sununu and, and he was he had this revolutionary rhetoric about we have them on the run, basically calling them redcoats, basically. Bushes. Yes. And, they were yes. And, it was, and it was beautiful. But you're right. Trump dumped it down. And Trump came up with, again, Americans are incredibly stupid. And he proved it. He proved you come up with sound bites. And so he effectively the immigration issue came down to build the wall that they would chant that. So he came up with a symbolic feature of wall, which was a dumb idea, but that that was, you know, what sold. And then of course, lock her up for Hillary Clinton. So he had those kind of, and then the crowd loved that just like they'd love to grant USA, USA. And that's so that he, he was, you know, he was perfect for what they did because he, he's a billionaire. So, you know, somehow he, he was born on third base, thought he hit a home run, but he, uh, but he can speak to them even though he's never worked a day in his life. He can speak to them at that blue collar level because that's the language he was using, whether he he's doing it intentionally or not. He spoke, he dumbed it down. You're exactly right. And that's, unfortunately, that's what you need. And uh, that's, uh, you know, I saw, we saw that with Reagan. Reagan kind of did the same thing where he dumbed it down to that level and got the blue collar workers to, uh, support him so uh, i was just thinking what what he was quoting you know and that when he won new hampshire in 96 and he came out and he talked about you know bob dole uh, says he's for uh american workers but he's on a he's on a private jet with chiquita banana and then he would then he would reference, <laughs> would reference a t.s Eliot poem you know and he's like it's just like a t.s Eliot poem it's the straw man you know like the, the heart hats made of straw you know it's just he, he would do he that great. and then you're like well what yeah i get it but i don't think that the the crowd does. And I well, think I, 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 Pat Buchanan, I, I admire him so much and I, I want so much to talk to him. And I, I, I actually got his email and he answered me right away. I mean, he's like John Barber within, you know, two, three minutes. And uh, cause I said, I, man, Mr. Buchanan, I'm a great admirer of you. I'd really love to have you on my show. I protest. Uh, you, you, you started a lot of that stuff. And, uh, and he was very nice, very gracious saying, you know, I, unfortunately, if I, I appreciate that, but if I, if I, you know, agreed with you, I'd have, you know, dozens of people that would be angry at me because apparently he just said he's retiring and he's not doing any more commentary. He's not doing any more. It's a shame because I would, I would love to have him go more on the record and see what he thinks about January 6th and all that. But uh, he's, I don't know if he's not doing that. He's probably 85 ish or something like that. I'm he not was sure. born in 38. Yeah. So 85, 86. Yeah. He's going to be 86. Yeah. Probably doesn't want to put up with the bullshit anymore. You know, there's yeah. a certain amount of time you just get tired of, of, of talking and no one really hearing it, even though he had an impact on a lot of people, but I'm sure he feels like that's it. I'm done. Yeah. You know, it doesn't want to, doesn't even want to do it anymore. And you got to respect that, especially at his age, uh, you know, let him chill out, even though I would have loved to have heard that conversation. Um, let me, let me show a couple of things here. Before we transition over to free world. Hey, everybody, I want to say what's up to everybody in the Rockfin chat. Thank you for being there. Uh, <coughs> and everybody in the YouTube chat, thank you for being there. Everybody who's currently in the freeworld.fm chat, and we're coming. We're all coming over there in just a second. Um, not just a second, in, in a few, but we're coming. Um, but while we're here on the visuals, I want to show a couple of things. Hold on. Let's share the screen real quick. Uh, here we go. Oh, I'm showing us again. Hold on. Here he is. No, no. How come this isn't working? All right. Give me a second, guys. Of course, it won't work on my end. But I, I wanted to show you his uh, Trump's Instagram account, which I need to I need to be a part of, too. And um, j just just for for the record. Right. I want you guys to remember this when Trump starts starts saying that the polls are bogus. Right. 
because he said it before. But look at him posting when they are you yes. know, in his favor. Yes. President Trump <laughs> surges to historic 32-point lead in Iowa caucus, right? Mm -hmm. So he pumps that. He, 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 he uh, posts that one. Very quickly, there's others. If you keep going through it, I think I can find one. Here's here's another one about Biden. Uh, President Trump eats crooked Joe Biden in 24 election, and here's the <laughs> eats him. He eats him. <laughs> a lot. You know? you know, so I mean, just just remember That's that expired please. fruit there. I would need that. <laughs> just just remember. I'm pretty that. sure there was a B in front of that though, <laughs> Billy. Just to just to transit. I, I like eats. I like eats better than beets. <laughs> I like that he would eat them. Yeah, see hold him. on for a second. I believe he would eat them too, and, uh, and no one would care. He has to, in order to be inaugurated, you have to finish him. You have yeah. to eat every bite. Yeah. Well, yeah. For, you know, we're, we're going to edit that here on America Unplugged. It can only eats. be one. It also says evidence, but we're going with presidents. We're going to fix that one. <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Neat. Um, okay. Uh, let me show you one more thing before we get up out of here. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. I had the clip of it. Here it is. My man, Jesse Waters. Take a look, guys. Take a look, guys. This is next level reporting. Uh, everything we need to look forward to in 2024. I actually think uh, this woman is right. But, but here we go. Need the sound, buddy. I can't hear the sound. Need the sound, you Billy. You can't hear it. I can yeah, hear. Yeah, you it. need to. You need I, I to, can't uh, hear the sound. No, I can't. Can't hear, it. hear the sound. We'll need it. once you uh, X out of it and then bring it back in, and then. Uh, I don't think it's this. gonna work. My roadcaster's giving me issues. I can't even. I can't even mute myself. Can you? Uh, can you send it over to me? Yeah, I'll put it in it a private chat, and I'll put it up on the screen. All right, cool. Anyway, but but this is something we need to talk about. Um, I want to yeah, send it over to me. I'll get it up real quick. Because the the results were uncanny. They were amazing. All right. Tone, take it so I can find the private chat. Here it is. Okay, go ahead. All right. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Hold on. All right. Send, send it to me. Well, I, I want to, I, first of all, I saw the one that he had. This, you're, you're right. This is, this is where we are in the country. This is next level reporting. I saw the lady with the tarot cards. Hmm. Right, right. Did you see the tarot card lady? Uh, all right. Hold on a second. Let me get through this. We have to go through the ads. Sorry, folks. One second. Can you guys hear me? I can hear yeah. you, Billy. Hold yeah. on. Okay, you couldn't hear me before, though, right? I, I couldn't hear the... Uh, couldn't hear the video. We couldn't hear you. The video. Stand by. Okay. One second. I just need to share the screen. Sorry, guys. This is where our... Oh, uh, we, no, need, yeah. we need like a Travis. I need like one... We need one person who's... Uh, <laughs> Watch what you say. People going to start lining up to do it, and then you know, it's going to be a whole other thing. Just a bunch ahead. of old guys trying to figure out buttons. All right, here we go. Here we go. The English psychic who is on set to give us a reading right now. I would like all of you to give me a reading on President Trump. Just the one card. One card. One card. Let's do just one card. We like that one. We like that one. Check this. Oh, what is that? I, I mean, I, I I do recognize that I'm at, I'm at Fox TV. I have a sense of loss, a sense of loss, but it is very specific. No, no, no. pause it, Tom. Pause it. Pause. <laughs> it's a sense of loss. It, pause, it. Uh -oh. pause the clip. Pause the clip. Pause the clip. 
That's what Alex it's pause. No, I know, I know. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm doing the Alex Jones thing. That's what he used to do. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but check this, right? It's death, right? Death comes up, and I don't think that, uh, that he's gonna die. But I think what's you know what's being said here is he's going to lose, and then she goes, "It's a sense of loss. He needs to be yeah. happy with what he has now." He says, mm-hmm. "You know," and, he, and she's like, "I realize I'm on Fox TV." She's all sheepish about it. This yeah. is what came up. Take it for what it's worth. It's foreshadowing to what's going to happen in November, and everybody's going to hit the freaking fan. All right, we'll come back to this. We'll come back to this. It's easy to find. It's the first episode of 2024, right? And we'll come back in November, Lord willing, and and we'll we'll show this. The psychic was absolutely right here on Jesse Waters. This first off, first rate reporting, next level. I've never seen seen anything like <laughs> this. Is the way to do it. You could keep playing it now if you want to. It's as if um, he may be thinking more about what he's lost and not still taking full advantage of what he still has. That's wow. a great interpretation, it's, Paula. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, I didn't make it up. Let's see That's it. President Joe Biden. Oh, well, she tells you about Joe Biden, and, and then she goes, oh, Joe Biden's going to make a lot of money. That's what she said. Some money. That's what she, he's making a ton of money. That's what she says after that. So positive for Joe, uh, not so positive for Mr. Trump in 2024, according to the psychic that Jesse Waters had on on Fox. Now, I don't know, just saying, you could, you could call it credit. She pro- the cards probably have Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> I'm just saying. Tony, thoughts on the cards? Well, I, I guess I could read into this a little bit different, as I usually do on all <laughs> things. Um, I, you know, if, for me, if Trump is reelected in some, or reselected in some way, uh, mm-hmm. I, I will know that the Great Reset is on full force. I mean, I'll know that they have a timeline lined up, and uh, I think it's to me, it doesn't signal in uh, victory or opposition over any of the globalists. I know too much now. I wish it did. I wish I lived in that world. I honestly do. I'd make a lot more money, too. It's really, I tell you what, to be on the edge of all this and be in media and not be MAGA because I can't, because I don't believe it, because I don't think it's real. You, you, I just, it's, it's like setting money on fire. I, I mean, I have to watch it every single day. And then people don't like me because I can't do it. But I don't know how. I mean, there's no money in being opposed to this, folks. So I, I, I feel like there's a whole, there's a whole. I have to see that card for loss. It just reminds me of everything we have lost because of the the Trump candidacy. That I, I see the loss of, of the the populist uprisings and uh, the the anti globalist sentiment. I see the loss of, of resistance. Now, that's what I see, uh, and it, to me, it makes me it, that it saddens me. Uh, to look at it that way. So I don't know about Trump personally or whatever, but uh, is there any good outcome here in 24 with these no. candidates? No, no change. No, no change. change, man. That's Twilight Zone. Yeah, we need to get that as yeah. a clip. I'm going to upload it to the to the, to the the roadcaster because we use it enough. Uh, Don, give me your thoughts before we head over to freeworld.fm. Uh, well, again, I think it's interesting that they're going into kind of the occult realm there. It reminds me of, again, of Ronald Reagan. You know, Ronald Reagan, uh, his his wife, Nancy, was uh, had a, a, her personal astrologer was in the White House. And every she basically had was advising Reagan on when to do stuff, according to the stars, which is, a, you know, again, you think what you want about astrology. Maybe it's harmless. I don't know. But uh, but it, it doesn't really fit in with the, you know. 
pro-life, pro-family values, traditional kind of thing. And same thing with Fox News. If Fox News is setting itself up as the conservative alternative, I don't think they should be having somebody on there with tarot cards. I mean, it, I'm not saying they're, it's evil or anything, but it's it's pretty stupid that you have you know, that you that you see, no, you, see you have some woman you have some woman throwing out cards and you think you can tell something about somebody. Oh, look at that card. I mean, we talked about witch doctors earlier. It's 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 at that level. Go stick pins in your opponent. Yeah, and, you know. No, absolutely. For, for for the message that they're trying to put across, right? For the the perception yes. that they're trying to, yes. you know, all yeah. all Christian and conservative. Uh, and you bring out right. the woman with the tarot cards. Bring out the new age. Let's let's bring them on here. Let's you know and and see what the <laughs> right. Nobody that, will know that, this. No one did. Go ahead. What's no, and, the, and and that's the problem with the the conservative movement has been for a long time. They not only don't walk the walk. I mean, they they had to come up with a new expression. Somebody like Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh was married what three, four times. Never had any children. How how do you come off as defending family values and you have millions of dollars? Not like you can't afford children. Yeah. And 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 I oh maybe he didn't you know couldn't have them. I don't know. But but there's so there's too many people like that. So something like uh, Lauren Boebert, who again is coming off as a right wing, right, and she's acting like you know wilder than any of the girls I met in the 1970s on a first date. You know, I, I, you know, and that that's fine in its place. You know, a lot of people, but I mean, not if you're selling that you're, you know, you're a conservative and your family values, and you're 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 making you're casting dispersions on the morality of others. Right, right, right. right. You have to walk the walk a little bit. So I would really expect in a conservative movement, I tell you, I I like this guy, Matt Walsh, because he he has six kids, I think. He's been married the same woman for a long time. That's what I expect to see at a successful conservatives that have a lot of money. Walk the walk, you know, have a bunch of kids, you know, be faithful to your wife, but we just don't see that very often. And that, that opens them up easily to charges of uh, hypocrisy because in something like this, I, I don't, I don't understand whose idea that was to even have a chair. Maybe they thought they'd get some kind of cute thing that said, Trump's going to win. And then she's, you know, she's, she threw them a curveball or something, but it's, just, to me, it's just stupid. I don't know. All right. All right. Listen, we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson and Epstein's brother. I don't know if you guys heard that interview. If you haven't, make sure you go. Do I, you know, I went ahead and subscribed to Tucker's podcast because there's too much going on there for me to ignore it any longer. So I went ahead and subscribed and, and I will listen to everything he puts out because it's important uh, for what's going on today. If we really want to know what the deal is, right? If, if we want to know what our enemy's doing. And uh, so I went ahead and subscribed. And and I've been listening. I heard him and Alex Jones uh, 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 verbally jack each other off for a little bit. And I heard um, I heard uh, with Epstein's brother, and that one was interesting to say the least. To say the least, I, I heard Steve Bannon on there, and um, this needs to be listened to by anyone who wants to be in the know about any of this stuff. Right? If you're interested, you have to go on and listen to Tucker Carlson. Um, so th that's what I did. I went on and subscribed. So we're going to talk about that in freeworld.fm for the second hour. I want to say what's up to everybody. And, and it's, it's really revealing stuff about Epstein, right? About what, what, uh, what his brother thinks happened there. It, it's, it's really interesting. And also I want to get into why 
Tucker is doing this and we've got into it before. We've we've talked about it before, but it's becoming more and more evident at this point what he is catering to and who he is catering to. And, and it's, it's more provable now than it was even a few months ago. It's, it's easier to flesh out. So we're going to talk about that in the second hour. Uh, I want to say what's up to everybody at Rockfin. How are you guys doing? Hope you had a great new year. Let me let me talk to a little. Let me talk to him a little bit. Hold on. Who's here? Rally's here. Tom Cooper, Jason Barker's there. Angus Mustang, uh, Milborn Stone is there. How are you? I never seen him before. Uh, Steve Swan, Randall Henderson, Wayne McCroy. What's up, Wayne? How you doing, buddy? Happy New Year, man. Um, who else is there? It's a packed house. I got to get every. Well, I'm not going to be able to get everyone. So just come over to Free World. And Chris, how are you? Good to see you as usual. Um, Riley is there. We said what's up to Riley. I saw um, Colin Wysong. What's up, Colin? How you doing, buddy? Hope you're doing well. Cody Rhodes will win the Royal Rumble. And Cody Rhodes will go on to WrestleMania and become the WWE champion. I'm sticking by that prediction. Uh, Lil John is there. What's up, Lil John? Happy New Year to you. Uh, Zoom Zoom. What's going on, Zoom Zoom? Good to see you. Uh, thank you for being here. Welcome to America Unplugged. No voter ID is in the chat. What's up, buddy? Uh, and he's coming over to freeworld.fm. Thanks for the plug, bud. We appreciate it. Um, who's this? Lenny? Lenny's in the chat. What's up, Lenny? How you doing? Uh, there was other people. Rhonda Tate. How are you, Rhonda Tate? The beautiful and talented Rhonda Tate. Greetings and blessings. Hope you're doing well. The Birdhouse Blues is up in the house. What's up, Birdhouse Blues? How you doing? Who's over on YouTube? Um, Sir, oh, we got. Well, I was just, I was just laughing at Chris Bucket. I can't put it up on the screen, but he, he had some great things to say about Lauren Boebert. Oh God, <laughs> just read. It's near the bottom of the thing, but uh, that's a nice one, Chris. Uh, Jackson T. Barrett, who is uh, unhappy with us. Uh, I think he still likes Trump. Sorry, uh, Tom Cooper. Harps, Harps is here. Nika. Uh, Tom, I said Tom Cooper. Um, oh, of course, our friend Vince Agnelli is here. Don Lambert Vince, is here. Nice doing? to see you. Yeah, and Vince has a great had a great idea for me. Said I should try to to tell Pat. I don't know if Pat Buchanan would like that, but tell him basically I'll interview him and release the interview after he's dead. I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he'd go for that or not. Hit him up. <laughs> yeah, ask him. That's a that'd be yeah. dope. Right. Yeah. Foggy Trail. Uh, Jody Taylor. Hooper. Uh, lots of people here. Randolph Benson, Stephen Swan is a lot, lot of people. There, there's uh, what's up, usual, lots of good Benson. people over there. Hertz Pigeon is in the chat. What's oh, going Randolph on? Benson, my boy, right? That's JFK guy. Good to see you, Randy. Nice. What's up, Randolph? Christopher Mincy is in the chat also. Over uh, Birdhouse Blues, we said Birdhouse Blues. There's a lot of people here, a lot of new people that I hadn't seen before. Greetings, uh, uh good, to, uh, I'm happy to have you. All right, Tone, tell the people here before we go over to freeworld.fm, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. Go over to freeworld.fm. Uh, you can find the tabs as listen uh, live. And then there's also the, the chat there on the website. Go go sign up so you can be a part of the second hour of America Unplugged. You can find me at arterburn.news. That's my website, wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. And uh, remember to check out the Wolf Pack. It's a lot of great deals going out right now. Monthly memberships. We pick your medals for you, save you some money. Get a little bit of a surprise every month because we change uh, inventory weekly. So nice. Wolfpack.gold, support the program. NECA is in the chat, not Yaka, even though I, Yaka, what's up to you? How are you? Uh, but NECA is here. How are you How, how are you doing? Hope you're doing well. 
Uh, Jackson T. Barrett also. You, I think you mentioned him. Yeah. Kind of upset about something, but he's good now. I yeah, think. He says thanks. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, you're not going to get too many more people that are as 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 fair to Trump as I am, dude. Okay, I get called a Trump phobe all the time. <laughs> you know me. I'm. I'm. <clears throat> I think I'm as fair as I can be. <laughs> but other people say no. So it is what it is. Uh, Harp six six six. What's up, Harp? How are you doing? What's going on? Good to see you. Don Jeffries, the legendary. Tell them what's up. Uh, they can, please follow me on Substack. It's the only place I'm not shadow banned. Subscribe to me there. Donald Jeffries at Substack.com. I protest. It's called just like my uh, live streaming show here every Friday. And, and if I remember my show on Wednesday, I don't know how many I've Billy Ray's by saying, how this guy, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I keep forgetting when I have a show Wednesday on Free World. So, well, we're going to do that this Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be, I, that's my latest night is Wednesday, but uh, we're, we're going to do it this Wednesday for sure. Uh, uh, um, Don will be on the air bearing any technical difficulties and we'll get somebody to, uh, to supervise that. Um, so make sure, tell them what time Don and, and when to be there. 8 PM Eastern on Wednesdays, uh, the Donald Jeffrey show. It'll just be me ran. And I really need you guys to come to that chat room. Cause you yeah, guys come. know I, I live off the chat room going back and forth with you all and your questions and comments. So I need something there to get me going, you know, to kind of bounce off of. Uh, so uh, please sign up over there to free world that FM and, and join that chat. And I, I'm going to, I'll be back. I'm going to go, I'll see you over there in a little bit. I got to go do something, but I'll, I'll be, I'll jump in before the show's over over to free world. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Rhonda okay, Tate guys. can't get out of guest mode. Rhonda hit me up. We'll, we'll fix that for you. You can't get out of guest mode on free world.fm. <clears throat> we'll, we'll, We'll make you a, a honorary moderator if you want, man. Um, uh, hit me up, Rhonda, uh, on Twitter if you want. You have my you have my Twitter, so just just uh, hit me up and we'll get that fixed. Um, I'm gonna try to do that while I'm on the air, but I'll probably fail miserably. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, go check out the infinitefringe.podbeam.com. We are going over to freeworld.fm, so please come with us. We're gonna talk a lot about uh, about Mr. Tucker Carlson and about Mr. Epstein. On the other in the other hour, Tony, you sticking around? Yeah, I'll stick around. I'm gonna. We're trying an experiment right now because instead of ending the stream, we because we still need to record for the podcast channel. I'm gonna like individually remove the links where we're going. Does that make sense? I'm not ending yeah. the stream yard, but I'm gonna take us off of YouTube, Twitter, and uh, Rockfin and Rumble. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Okay, let's do that. Let's see if that works. You know, and you still have to come over to FreeWorld.fm, everybody. Okay. Uh, you you can't stay where you are. You have to come over, but let, let's see if it if it works. So that's what we're doing, Tone. Let me know when. And you got uh, it. I'm I'm working it now, so you can go ahead and transition over. All right, all right. What is going on, everybody? I already see the free world chat filling up a little bit, man. Let we get, let's get more people over here. What's going on? Thank you for being here, everybody at freeworld.fm. Um, <clears throat> and eventually, this is this is where we're gonna do the show. You know, um. We like we'll do one week on Rockfin, one week here, but it's always going to be on FreeWorld.fm every week. And but we're not going to totally abandon Rockfin. But this is where you're going to have to come to uh to listen to America Unplugged. I don't think it's too much to ask, you know, um to support free media, to support this platform that Tony and I put together, man. Um, and uh, you know, it's 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 for us, right? It's for all of us to come and and become a community support to host there's tons of hosts there's tons of new people coming on too man you know it's uh, so uh it's it's gonna be fantastic but thank you for coming over we appreciate you guys let's talk about mr tucker carlson my friend i love tucker carlson 
Um, I don't, of course. And I, and I, I've n- I never have, I, I think he's disingenuous. I think he's, uh, he's a chameleon. He's a, he's a, a, a corporate chameleon. If there ever was one, he will say whatever he needs to say to put money in his pocket. And he worked over at M- MSNBC, got away with it. He went over to Fox and did the same. And now he's on Twitter and what's happened on Twitter, right? Um, Twitter got was banning everybody left and right during the pandemic and during the election. Gone. Trump, gone. Alex Jones, gone. QAnon tards, gone. Everybody was gone, right? Um, in comes Elon Musk, another one of our, our favorite people. Buys the platform, renames it X, says it's a free speech platform. Anybody can say what they want. Reinstates everyone. Hires Tucker Carlson. So who's Tucker Carlson catering to now? And there was a transition, you know, of, of, that Tucker Carlson was doing this on Fox towards the end of his tenure, you know, and he got fired because of the Dominion thing, which he admitted was nonsense. But that that's pretty much why he got let go, because um, Fox had to pay almost a billion dollars to to Dominion. Um, I didn't make this up. But this is what they had to pay. Right? Um, so. Tucker Carlson is now on X with Elon Musk, and he has been given free range. But look at the people that are over on X. He's going to cater to the people that want to hear what they want to hear, and he knows where he is. He's smart enough to take advantage of it. He had Kevin Spacey on his show. Why? Like, I mean, that, that can anybody explain to me why Tucker Carlson would have Kevin Spacey on his show on Christmas of all days. Let's bring this, this guy that's been accused of all sorts of crap on to talk. Kevin Spacey, Alex Jones, Andrew Tate. Now he has Mark Epstein on. Let's remember that Tucker Carlson is best friends with uh, with Joe Biden's son, with Hunter, all right? Best friends for the longest of time, all right? And every, everybody, you know, Joe Biden is guilty by default by being the father of this guy. What does that make uh, Tucker Carlson? They're best friends. Did he know about all the stuff that, that Hunter was doing? Probably, right? Did he report any of it? No, <laughs> right? And I'm, I'm not making this up. The, this is out there for everybody to, to find and everybody to research if you want to go do it. So Tucker Carlson has Mark Epstein on. It's a 30-minute listen. It goes by quick, right? Mark Epstein ta- starts talking about how he thought Epstein had committed suicide because he was told that he had committed suicide. Said he didn't get special uh, alert, a special alert. He was just told that. Um, uh, He found out watching CNN, he said. That's how he found out that his brother was dead, you know, and he believed it. He believed in in the suicide uh, theory, but he does no longer believe in that. You know, he no longer believes in it. And uh, he thinks that his brother was murdered. And he goes through the reasons why he thinks this. And Tucker Carlson is pushing the ideas along, catering them, cushioning them, right? I believe he was murdered too, if you think he's dead at all. I think he's dead, but 
I'm, I'm willing to hear that he's not, right? That he's alive somewhere. That's very possible, right? I think he's dead. I think they killed his ass. Um, but I, I don't think he committed suicide. I think he died. I think somebody killed him. So I think there's something up, up with that. But Mark Epstein went on and laid it all out. Says he doesn't believe the coroner. He can't get uh, the coroner to talk to him. He can't. He can get um, the two guards that got fired um, for for being asleep on the job. He can't get them to talk to him. And one of them apparently has been hired again by the federal government, according to to this interview. Um, so something's up here. Uh, so I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about the Epstein drops, right? And everybody going nuts about what's being said. And really, it's nothing new. It's nothing we didn't already know. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about that. And I want to talk about Mark Epstein. I want to get Tony's reaction to why Tucker Carlson is having Mark Epstein on, why Tucker Carlson is having Kevin Spacey on the show, right? And then Mark Epstein believing that his brother is dead and coming out and saying it. He also says that he has no reason to believe that there are governments, other governments involved in what Mark, uh, in what uh, Jeffrey Epstein was doing. He says he doesn't, he, he got in trouble with, uh, with the girls, uh, I forget, I forget, not not the most recent one, but before that, I think it was 2005 or 2010 that he got in trouble with them. And he mentions that, but he says, that's it. I didn't know about anything else. He's like, he's my brother, but I wasn't involved in the day-to-day with him. I don't know if he's trying to clear his hands, like wash his hands, like punch his pilot, or, um, or if he was telling the truth. Says he didn't want to come out on camera. He doesn't want people to see him and because he travels a lot and he doesn't want to get harassed. But he was willing to go on Tucker regardless. Anybody can be found nowadays. You can find what people look like uh, at the drop of a dime. So what, what do you think of all of this? What do you think of, of, of the atmosphere that's being bred over at X? Um, what, what Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson are pushing together. I hear Alex Jones might make the transition over there too. You know, mm-hmm. So what's being bred over there. And then you see him bringing on a controversial figure like Kevin Spacey. I can understand Andrew Tate to a degree, you know, but Kevin Spacey, Alex Jones, and now Mark Epstein, bro. I mean, just rename yourself InfoWars at this point, right? <laughs> What's up, Tony? Well, okay. From a business standpoint, I I get what uh, Elon Musk was is trying to achieve with Twitter next. And for a long time, I thought, that actually would make sense. I mean, and I still do. If if you have a free speech platform, you let the other side is welcome, right? You're not shadow banning them. You're not harassing them. You're not deleting their accounts. So if one side, if every side is welcome, but you, again, where is the censorship really targeting? And it's targeting mostly people on the right. And then it, it transitions into targeting anti-surveillance state, military industrial complex uh, advocates, or uh, opponents, excuse me. And then there's, there's, um, you know, in, anything that is anti-state is going to get banned. We saw that after the um, massive banning of Infowars, August mm-hmm. 6, 2018. There was like 800 other accounts they followed with, and then they continued to curate. And I think, you know, we're, we use, uh, you know, I, I didn't think that I'd ever be streaming on my Twitter all the time again, but I do it now because I don't think that I'm going to get banned. True. And I think a lot of more content creators will come over and do that. So if you lead with that, but you also allow the other side to come in and as well, and it's it, it and I don't think that there's any platform that's truly, truly free speech, but your free speech possibly adjacent 
you know, at this point, I mean, you, you can't say anything. You're going to get banned at some level if you become too too much of an opponent of the of the power structure. Um, but it's close, right? And so sometimes the perfect is the enemy of the good. So I, even on, on this level, I would say I see what Elon Musk is doing because it there is a shift, and unfortunately, a lot of the commentators and people that we're speaking about are taking people like we just discussed in the show who are ready for some, please speak for me. I, I, I can't really intellectualize it. It doesn't mean they're stupid. They're just paying attention to feeding their families. They didn't read, you know, half a library trying to figure out the history of the of political theory. And, you know, they're they're hungry for change. They see something they feel in their gut. So they want somebody to to explain it to them and also oppose the, the you know, the change that's making them uncomfortable. So I get that. It's just unfortunate that um, <laughs> where you and you and I know the level of the psyop is so large, you know, it's even some levels of uh, our minds are captured by it, the, by right. the mind control. So, and we admit that. Um, but on this level, I have to say, I, I don't, I don't disagree with, with Elon's uh, strategy because somebody needed to do it. I mean, there, Fox news, all, all for it's being a completely <laughs> garbage network. They did a good job at triangulating. Uh, and this is something R Rupert Murdoch did. He wasn't conservative. He just knew nobody spoke for him, you know. So, like, there was a big demographic out there that wanted to hear somebody say something a little bit different than the the lamestream media, which is typically left wing and uh, establishment. So they put put on figures that uh, touted that they were anti-establishment and uh, <laughs> and right wing, but then you really got Sean Hannity with his little CIA lapel pin. <laughs> He's not he's not in opposition to the NWO. He's just a useful idiot. Right. And uh, that's that's the way they triangulated that. So what whether or not, it, you know, this become like X becomes a network. Um, it certainly seems to be transitioning into that. Um, and so I think from a entrepreneurial standpoint, I get it. I, I don't have an issue with him making money and he has tons of money. I have an issue with the motives behind what he is doing. And and the motives behind what he's doing is money. Maybe I'm too I'm I'm too uh, <clears throat> idealistic tone. I I don't understand. Right. I, not that there's anything wrong with making money, but but um, he is he like I don't like know his, how much of this he actually means. Like especially with Tucker Carlson, I don't believe that he means any of it. Well, like his intentions with X are different than my intentions with FreeWorld.fm. Of course, your intentions, right. right? Like we'd like to make it not bleed or make us money. Right. But at this time, like we just want to build something beautiful that is free speech oriented and has great hosts and has integrity. And like thank you for everybody over there, man. It's a packed house at, uh, at the chat right now, which is dope. Um, uh, everybody, there's a lot of people in guest mode. I guess I'll fix that. And, and next week it'll, it'll, it won't be in guest mode. And, but I, I don't know who everybody is because the names are like generated by, by um by the chat i guess but i mean some people a syrian girl is over there tom cooper little john berringer is there uh angus mustang jason barker you know um i can tell them but there's a bunch of other people there that i don't know who they are steve swan is there and chris is there what's going on everybody else who is in there thank you so much i just don't know who you are because uh they're giving you like the, the generic names um but thank you thank you for coming over and, and listening yeah but it's 
there are different intentions. And um, regardless of that, that's my issue with Tucker Carlson. His intentions were never pure, ever, right? It's always to make money. So I can't believe anything he says, right? If there was some integrity, I'd believe it. That's why I believe David Knight. That's why I believed Ron Paul. There's int- I, I don't necessarily agree with Ron Paul in 100% at all. And I don't, I don't agree with David Knight 100%, even though now it's about 90%. Like, David Knight is on another level right now, in my opinion. You know, like w- what he's been doing. It's ridiculous over there. But there's integrity there. there. There is there is a track record of, I am going to say what I believe, regardless of how it affects my pockets, and regardless of what you think about it. And Tucker Carlson isn't that person. You know, he and, and so I think... And he's serving, he's lending himself uh, to a tool for the false reawakening, for for the false, uh, um, uh, what is it called, the, the the placebo red pill. You know, he he's lending himself out to this, and and uh, and that's another one of my biggest problems. He people are going to claim to be awake over all the stuff that's going on on Twitter. Be like, yeah, it's the great reawakening, right? And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not at all. But it's, this is the new hub for alternative thinking, and it's it's not it's not looking good for for us if that's what it is. Go ahead, Tom. Well, again, you know what other if we look at the platforms that uh, we would have predicted we had access to um, because they were doing a massive amount of censorship three years ago, four years ago. And uh, I mean, it was uh, next level. You remember during the, the COVID-1984, I mean, it was every everywhere you looked. So now we know, like, you can't go on YouTube. I mean, you can start and like, we'll, we'll take today's uh, show. Most likely it'll be deleted off Don's channel. Of we course. know that uh, YouTube is like worthless. Why would I, unless I'm talking only about gold and silver or Bitcoin or monetary stuff, and maybe not even then, because if I mention something in the political realm, there's a chance I'm going to get banned. So we know that we can't build anything on there. Well, Elon came along and bought Twitter and, you know, it it wasn't like he just completely just reinstated everyone. There was a there's still a lot of people that he hasn't reinstated, but uh what, a year into it he got Alex Jones back on right, right. or more, a little bit more than a year. Um and we, you know, even this show we predicted that he wouldn't even be able to close on the deal. Uh I certainly didn't think that he would be able to just based off of the fact that the the revelations coming out of the uh, the the background when he when he did purchase it, saying look look how much the government you know it's hard to to say where Twitter began and the government ended and vice versa. And there was so much influence from the government itself telling people uh, the the Twitter handlers what who they could censor, what to say, what information to send to them, and so on and so forth. And uh, right. I'm sure a lot of that still goes on. I mean, I. I'm not a champion for Elon Musk. I mean, this guy's a transhumanist. This is a technocrat. Uh, you look at his background. I mean, it is, this is he's not he's not a uh, an advocate for uh, Western civilization in the sense that it's rooted in in uh, Christianity or anything like that. I, we're we're talking about two different things. But on this level, uh, going into free world and and what we're doing and and looking at at X, I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good that we can stream over there. I'm skeptical of it. Uh, like everything that Tucker Carlson does, I'm skeptical of. I'm skeptical of any commentator, you know, I mean, that I don't know personally, that I don't have a, that I haven't had a track record. Like I can endorse David Knight a thousand percent. I've known right. him for years. 
You know, I've filled in for him. I know this man. Like this, this is a man I would follow into into battle. Like I trust this man. Like if I had to sign over all my assets to someone, like he'd be in the top three. You know, like if I had to do, I have to go away. Like I know that they'd be there when I got back. That's David Knight. So I don't have to worry about that. But I don't know these other people, and all I go by is their track record. Right. You know, I go by what they've what they fought for in the past, who they've had on their shows, what they will, what subjects they will breach. You know, if if you like, you look at Rand Paul. Rand Paul is a great example of this. I like his father. I like I love the Rand, the Ron Paul revolution. There's a lot of things I would love Ron Paul to talk about that he didn't, but he he got the basics right and the things that I care about, which is peace and prosperity, having a having a country that's that is uh, run by the Constitution, Lex Rex. You know, the law is king and that everybody has an equal chance. And that we stay out of foreign entanglements, all the evil of the military industrial complex. Well, his son comes along and he does weird things like he'll confront Anthony Fauci on the vaccine, but only because he's making people vaccine hesitant. Right. right? Like he doesn't confront him on the science of anything or he'll talk about the Wuhan lab, but not the fact that we were locked down. Right. You know, he'll skirt around like these are basic liberty issues and then you find out his wife has stock in remdesivir and he gets, a, um, you know, the maximum amount of donations from Pfizer. And you just go, are there any more heroes? Is there anybody that I can actually trust here in this environment? I think people, again, they're just hungry for it. Uh, you and I are cynical. We're not swayed very much anymore. I don't think that um, we're looking for somebody to change us uh, to change and turn the ship of state around at this level on this on the federal level. And I think we're looking at local change and changing, uh, maybe a change in consciousness. But this is a this is the desert, right? This is what we're in. This is the what you call uh, the wilderness years. We're in the wilderness I right agree. now. Yeah. And um, oh, Don's back. That's good. Yeah, we're we're in the wilderness, and you have people like uh, you have people like the, the the legendary Don Jeffries, who's who's back joining us, and we can believe in Don. Um, but Ooh. it's harder harder and harder to tell who who is who and who isn't. <laughs> Completely full of shit. Well, I, I met Don Jeffries once. It was really cool. <laughs> I gave him a hug. I was like, "Oh, he's a real guy. Look at this guy." You know, and I've I've known Amazing. Don for years too, so I know I know I know he's real. I met Wayne McCroy. He's a real guy. You know, um, but but Don, we were talking about um about your boy Tucker. Maybe maybe you can offer a, a different perspective here. But but I I do want Tony's thoughts before before we uh, transition over to you, just so you can feed off of those. What do you think of him having Kevin Spacey on? What's the point of something like that? You know, a, a Kevin Spacey or, or the whole, the whole. Um, I don't know if you're aware, Don, but he had Kevin Spacey on for Christmas. Um, I heard. I heard. An, an entire uh, um, episode with Mark Epstein talking about how Epstein was murdered, you know, and this is now, at the height of all of this that that's going down you know like what what, what do you think the motives are there you know what, what, what what's the end game to something like this tone you think about don no i meant tone i want i want i wanted you to unless you're busy i'll go to don but i i wanted i wanted you to um to talk about it that way that way don could could uh feed off of whatever you said and you you want to go kind of go back over the 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 tucker X deal? No, like literally why he would have a Kevin Spacey on. 
Why, why do you think he would have Kevin Spacey on? Why do you think he would have, you know, I mean, that's, it's just, inc- I don't understand. It's incredible to me. Did you address this and I missed it? Like, I, I don't understand why he would have Kevin Spacey. On. You know, I just think, I think we just got lost in the overall, uh, the generality of it. No, I, I thought about that too. Well, you know, you could, let's play devil's advocate. You want to play when uh, I'll uh, speak for the devil, I guess. But if, if, if you look at it, I mean, this would be something like everybody's welcome. Like we're a platform where even if you're, you know, King of Davos, like uh, Kevin Spacey, you can come on, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll joke and we'll Josh back and forth with you. And you can, you can, you're a big figure. You've been in Hollywood and you were kicked out of your own tribe, but you can welcome here, welcome here, free speech, say what you want. So that's the devil's advocate part on the other side. I would say I agree with you. I mean, why are you having this guy on? You're you gonna you want to have Fu on your show? You want to have Frank Underwood? Is that is that what you're on Christmas? And he's doing he's doing his character on Christmas. Right. You know the the guy who spit on the Jesus uh, statue in the movie uh, House of Cards or the show House of Cards. Did you ever see that scene? Like he spit he spits on him, and then like it falls over. It's a really they did so much like. I mean, there's a lot of revealing things in House of Cards, and the latter latter seasons were just disgusting. Like it wasn't it wasn't even entertaining. It was just really base level uh, reptilian stuff. Wow. And uh, I, I didn't enjoy it. I stopped watching it. But um, especially, you know, Kevin Spacey did doing his character. I, is that Christmas style? I mean, we're talking about uh, we're we're in the apocalypse. Maybe we should be a little bit more reverent of the Almighty and the fact that we're coming apart. So I agree with that. Okay, so I'm just giving you two sides. I would, right. I would, uh, you know, I would stick with the latter, but right. I would not have that person on, even if I could. Um, right. it, it wouldn't be something I'm interested in, especially in the season where you got people losing their uh, losing their homes, losing their income. Uh, you know, uncertain about the future. The political process is coming apart. We got a border that it's clearly there's an operation to. Uh, crush the United States with weapons of mass immigration, making us feel humiliated like a pitiful giant, uh, at the same time changing our demographics. Um, Just everything. You've got uh, tripwires for World War III all over the world. Luckily, none of that's come to fruition, but they're still there. Yeah, They they remain, you know, and again, I just warn people, I'm not trying to hype that up. They remain. There's nothing, the the foot's not off the accelerator with just nothing happened. Uh, same thing with with Taiwan and other things. So, you know, uh, I, I would, I, I, you know, I, I didn't answer that earlier, but I think that's where we are with with pe- having people on. Like you, you're welcome to have anybody on. Yeah, but is it tasteful? I mean, I would have pushed back a little bit on the guy. You know, just give give him give him a little bit of a hard time. Ask him some real questions. If if you're gonna have him on, you know, may, may as well, right? Like. I, Another thing, this is why I like I'm just I'm just so high on David Knight as of late. He's like, yeah, I, and then he he just goes at it with people. He's like, yeah, I want Vivek Ramaswamy on. So all you all you Vivek fanboys, he's like, I've asked him to come on the show two, three, four times, and he's turned me down. He doesn't want to come on, and he and he's like, and if he does come on, he's like, I'm gonna confront him. He's like, I'm gonna give it to him. He's like, it's not going to be a regular interview. I am going to confront him. He's like, and and, and I'm going to put, and, and that's what he should do. And I love angry David Knight. I don't want him to be angry in life. I want him to be happy. But, 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 you know, I love when he doesn't, he, he's not, he's not pulling any punches. He's like, yeah. He's like, bring him on. I'd love to have him go holler at your boy. Cause I, cause I want to talk to him. 
you know, and 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 that's what we should be doing if we're quote unquote journalists. And I don't know what the hell Tucker's doing over there, but anyway, just saying. What are you thinking of your boy, Don? And what do you think about what Tony had to say? Go ahead, sir. Well, I, I haven't seen the, the interview, and I, I, I would like to. I, I don't really, on the surface of it, it doesn't make much sense for him to have somebody like that on there. Uh, and uh, it makes me really wonder, <laughs> because Tucker has been doing just, you know, since he left Fox, the, what I've seen, I mean, I don't, I, if it comes up on YouTube, I'll see something. And he, he seems not to have, if anything, he's, he's more radical than he was on Fox, but that doesn't really fit into, uh, you know, what he's, as you said, he's talking to Epstein's brother and he's the only one really, you know, bringing this up. And he did that on his Fox show too. Well, he was, he was bringing this stuff up. I don't know. I'd have to watch it and see, I assume you watched it. You said he, he didn't push back on it. What was his point? I mean, he was just, what was he just, did he not even talk about Epstein? Did he not even talk about the accusations against Spacey? He's talking about his movies or I don't know what was the interview about. I haven't seen it, so I, I, I hope to see it so I can judge it more uh, critically. But he's he's never been shy about confronting people before if he has someone on that he doesn't agree with, at least on Fox News he did. So I, I really don't quite understand um, what the point is. Spacey, on the surface of it, represents everything Tucker's uh, populist rhetoric is against. Right. Because the guy, the guy has been, you know, he he's gotten off. How many times is he, he's like an NFL athlete? I mean, how many times has he been accused of uh, this stuff? And he keeps evading the long arm of the laws. You know, most celebrities do, and he's accused of, you know, having sex with underage boys, typically. So, right, right. which I, which brings, I don't really understand why he would necessarily be on Epstein Island. Did the Epstein have boys there too? I thought it was all girls. I don't know. So why would Kevin Spacey have an interest? I don't, I don't know. But uh, just trying to try to think about it, I really, I really know how he fit in there. But he apparently was on the list, and uh, uh, yeah, I think they 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 gave out whatever anybody wanted, right? It was like take your pick type thing over there, you know. Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. You yeah. know, and and and, and it, is it possible that some people just showed up to show up, or, or was everybody like diving into some nonsense? Well, that's what you're gonna. That's what's gonna be the excuse. Is that I I didn't know. I right. didn't know what's going on. You know, I had no idea. Are you kidding? I mean, do you think any of them are going to admit, well, yeah, okay, I like teenage girls. And, you know, the guy flew me first class to an island where it's like you want to do a candy store. You know, I mean, do you think anybody's going to admit that? They're never going to. Oh, of course not. I, you know, I, I would right. never. I mean, why would I be interested in that? Are you kidding? You know, uh, so, but I think that uh, it will be interesting to see. I, I suspect they'll throw a few people under the bus, maybe. Maybe Bill Clinton is dying. Maybe they'll throw him under the bus. I mean, it'd be odd after his lifetime of crime, but he does look pretty bad. I mean, he looks like worse than Keith Richards and the Rolling Stones. He really does look like the Walking Dead now. If you see Clinton, awful. Yeah. I mean, he's, he need they need to get more adrenochrome into him or something because <laughs> he doesn't. He, just, <laughs> he looks like he hasn't had a is no for. But I'm looking at the at the at the chat room here. Man, you, this is full. You guys, there's more people in the free world uh, chat room than I've seen. Uh, Anywhere else. Good God. You guys are yeah, packed. We're, we're packed out. There's tons of people over on. Right, I, I want to see Look, I, I don't want to see two people there. When I, if I do the Donald <laughs> Jeffrey show Wednesday. Okay. I, right. you know, I want to see at least, you know, come on. You guys, no, that, that no, for great. real. Like, no, we, we, I really appreciate everybody coming over, man. And there's more people listening than are in the chat. You know, um, and yeah, so, yeah, just the chat. Room gonna have yeah, to what we can do, chat. Don, if you want, Don, on Wednesdays, if I'm available, what we can do is we could start a, a small stream on your recognized platforms, kind of do an overview of what you're going to set the table, 
And then we'll okay. just transition over to free world. Get everybody to say, Great hey, idea. everybody in the chat, and we're going to go to free world. We could do that. Okay. And uh, that way you can have a – and then you never have to worry about uh, – see, I, we know the owners at free world, so you're never going to get banned. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Totally. <laughs> yeah. No, hopefully not. But that's cool to see all this. And obviously a lot of uh, a lot of names we recognize. So that's very uh, cool that people are over there. But yeah, I, I don't I, I have to try to, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube on my smart TV and uh, uh, Tucker's interviews. I don't you know, it comes up if it looks interesting. I watch it. But uh, I haven't seen the Kevin Spacey. I don't know if maybe they're they're not proud of it. And they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, keeping it away from YouTube or something. I don't know, but that's, he really has some splaining to do as, uh, as uh, Ricky might've told Lucy back in the day. Cause that, that, that doesn't, unless he is, was confronting him and it was an antagonistic interview and it doesn't sound like it was. And I, I don't really understand because he, on the surface, he's just a, Tucker doesn't typically interview Hollywood people unless it's somebody like, I think he interviewed, um, uh, What's John Voight or somebody like that who's kind of become, you know, like a conservative, you know, outspoken conservative. So it would have to be for something like that. I, I don't know. Why would you interview a guy who has been charged with, you know, raping underage boys multiple times and getting off and is apparently on the the list for Epstein Island? I, I don't get it. So, I, But I, I really don't know because I haven't watched it. Maybe anybody in the – I don't know if you guys seen it or anybody has seen it. What, what exactly was the gist of the interview? Oh, it's oh it, was just, it was just very, very run of the mill. There was nothing, you know. It, it was it was a very amicable interview. It was it was it was fun at at times. Uh, Divine Citizen in the chat says uh, uh, Tucker was a regular at Comic Ping Pong. I see that. Boy, do we know that? Boy, I don't know. If, well, who knows? John <laughs> Briss has been saying that for quite some time. Yeah, that would be that would be so that would be so. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, yeah, he probably was. Um, and and I I, I want to go. I went to DC several times, and I know I know Mr. Agnelli. I got to get down there and buy you lunch. I know I, I got to buy the lunch. Yeah, he, he really wants a lunch, man. He's been yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I got to buy the legends lunch, so we're, we're gonna make sure we do that. But I I wanted to go down to Comet Ping Pong, and, and um I was down there with my family, uh a few years ago, before the pandemic, and I was ten minutes away from Comet Ping Pong. Wow. Where I was staying, um, I looked it up on on uh, on maps, and I'm like, damn, I'm ten minutes away. But I but I had other things to do. I had family things to do, so it was either that or do something else. And I'm like, I'm not gonna make it a comet ping pong. But I really wanted to go over there and take a look. I actually wanted to buy a pizza, take a picture, you know, because there's nothing going on there anyway at this point. If there ever was, you know, but uh, if if there were and ever any underground anything over there, you can make you can be damned sure. That that's not there anymore. Yeah, you know, like uh, uh, especially after everything that went down. Um, but I wanted to go take a look just out of my own curiosity, and I never, I never made it down there. But um, that I mean, there are so many connections with Tucker Carlson and these things, you know. Um, and and he's showing his knowledge, right? He he's showing it, and he he talks. I want to get Rick, Richard Gage on to discuss nine eleven and Tucker Carlson. Because Richard Gage is going after him on, on Twitter. Not necessarily oh. going after him, but holding him accountable. He's like, well, how come you're not saying this? Or how come it took you so long? Or, or what about Building 7? What about the collapse? What about the, the nanothermite? He's putting all this stuff out there. So I think 
I think it'd be a good idea to have Richard Gage on to discuss this and and, and see what his view is, like his actual view. I don't know if anybody's asked him. Um, so I I want to I want to get around to doing that at some point. But I I don't like the way Tucker's moving. And for the for the record, I don't I don't like what what Elon Musk is doing either. And I think they're feeding into the new Great Awakening, to this whole uh, uh, narrative that uh, that leads us into a very, for lack of, I'm not even going to say what I'm going to say. It, it leads us to the wrong place. It's it's the wrong place, in my opinion. We where we shouldn't be. It's only going to. Tony said it one time. He said it, it stumps our growth. Right. It contains the energy. I think that's where it's going. It might be my conspiratorial view of things. It might be my ultra ultra paranoia. I don't know. But uh, but that's the way I feel about it, and especially the, what's being harvested over there. I don't know. And 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 they're going to go ahead and shut it down at some point, right? But they're letting it live right now. And, and so I think they have goals that they want to reach. They have agendas that they want to push. Anyway, go well, ahead, Don, and then we'll go to well, talk. And, that, and that's why all of us are, you know, people are so suspicious of anybody who seems to be saying the right things. And it goes back to uh, <clears throat> Lenin. You know, Lenin said so many great things. Uh, you know, back, I'm not talking about John Lenin. I'm talking about, you know, L-E-N-I-N from Russia. And, uh, you know, he, he had the great thing about the election. He said, it doesn't matter who you vote for. It's who counts the votes. And, of course, he's and his other great one is that, you know, the best way to to uh, control the opposition is to lead it. And that's so that's why we're so suspicious of people that seem to be saying the right stuff or some of the right stuff. Right. Is that you just have to think that they're controlled oppositions. And Tucker, Tucker is a strange, uh, had a transfer, transformation. But again, as I said, I, I don't think it's impossible that he could have done, we could talk about Pat Buchanan. Pat Buchanan underwent a similar transformation. He never got as big as Tucker. But Pat Buchanan went from being a Nixon Republican and supporting the Vietnam War and all that, you know, being his just typical mainstream conservative to becoming a real populist and right. becoming the greatest anti-war, modern anti-war activist that we had, I think. He was against every war. So I, I don't think it's impossible that it can happen. Now, and Tucker himself says, well, you know, he he was changed when he started learning things. And he acknowledges about 9-11 that he, he, he he's I've heard him say that, you know, he's uh you know, yeah, I was ridiculous. I was one of the ones that called those people conspiracy theorists and stuff. And he, I mean, he didn't, he was supposedly the other day, somebody asked him about flat earth and he didn't discount flat earth. You yeah. know, he just basically said, I don't, I don't know. We've been lied to about everything. And so I don't know. I, it would be very disillusioning if that's the case, but I understand that there's, that these people are controlled. And uh, as people have reminded me many times that the, the only way to have credibility is to be killed. So and I said, well, that's a hell of a thing. You know, I, I said, well, who are, you know, why do you think they're letting you say all this stuff? And I said, okay, I'm sorry. It's like, that's worse than life insurance. You know, the only way you can come out ahead is to die really quickly. <laughs> Not a good bet. It's the same kind of things. Like the only way you can be credible is that they assassinated you. So. I hope it's not as bad as that, but you know. <laughs> I got you, bro. Uh, Tone, what, what do you got? Do you have anything else you want to discuss before we get up out of here? Well, you remember in Braveheart, uh, at the very end, when he uh, breaches the enemy lines and he gets to the, the noble and he, un he takes the helmet off and it's Robert the Bruce, you know, and just kind of, oh man, it breaks his heart because it's supposed to be, you're supposed to be on my side. Yeah, you know, and and then this struggle. Why can't you see it? And then, of course, at the end, Robert the Bruce uh, supposedly reasserts himself and does the right thing. We we are in. This is the human story, 
and it's you know it's not uh, freedom and liberty versus tyranny is is not an easy job it's eternal vigilance i, I try not to get into the everything's an op first of, i find that to be yeah. lazy i think that's lazy everything yeah. is not an op there's a giant chunk of stuff that is it's right. hard to, dis to discern what is and what isn't you're giving them way too much power do you think they <laughs> they make the they do they turn the sun on in the morning too I mean, yes, conspiracy happens. It is part, I believe in the conspiracy theory of history. It is the most intellectually sound argument for how things work that is out there because it, it's, it's rooted in truth. It's rooted in research. And so I agree with that. However, I do not think that everyone's an op and everything's an op and, not, and nothing's real. There's a lot of stuff that is real. And I think that the, what we our job is to discern what is and what is not real, not to get on here and tell you everything is fake, because if everything is fake, then nothing matters. And we're just a bunch of nihilists. And what is it? What does it matter? If I'm a nihilist, then why does it matter what I think? Because right. if nothing matters. So I don't I'm never going to get into that. I'm never going to be so down the, the rabbit hole black pill that I just don't think that anybody's telling the truth. Right. People, you know, you kind of go back to I'll, Don will probably like this reference because we talk about it all the time. JFK's uh, Liberty University speech in June of 1963. Yeah. We all breathe the same air. Uh, we all believe in our children's future. We're all mortal. Some people are liars. Some people are in for themselves. But we're all human beings, or at least for the most part. And, um, you know, besides the, some of us that are that are lizards, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> But yeah. again, we're we're all we're all mortal. We're all human beings, and I think that uh, taking a step back and realizing that you just have to get to the point where you're giving people a thumbs up for when they're doing something right, and you're opposing them, and not getting into the cult of personality to where you forgive everything that's done wrong because they did some of the things right. That is the cycle that we have to get out of. That mm -hmm. is what's killing us. Because we, we're looking for somebody to lead and always do the right thing, you have to have the courage to say, "I don't like that. I don't. I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm not. I'm not on board for this." Right. And uh, we just don't have a lot. There's not a lot of 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 choice right now. Right. You know. So you know, we're talking about uh, Elon and 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 Twitter. I'm glad I can broadcast there. I mean, I don't. Don. I mean, have you had any fears of getting your account canceled lately? On no, X? I, I, I haven't. No, I think I think it's loosened up a little bit. That's to say, Elon Musk again. I know what all these guys back. They all have you know <laughs> questionable backgrounds. <clears throat> Tucker Carlson, Vivek Ramaswamy. I've seen the video of Vivek and uh, a young Mayor Butt Cheeks, Pete Buttigieg. You know, in the audience at, at some at uh, Al Sharpton's show, and they just happened to call on both these young guys before they became famous for questions. Yeah, those kind of things I wonder. But I just look at what the Tucker Carl the last. Couple of years when Tucker Carlson was on the air, I agreed with him ninety nine point nine percent of the time. I mean, he was saying great stuff that I I would be saying a lot of it. I mean, up to an extent. Same thing else. So when somebody says something good, if he says a lot of good stuff, then I, I just I take it at face value. Maybe he's an op. Maybe he's doing it all for a reason. And I, I want to check out the Kevin Spacey interview. Same thing with Vivek Ramaswamy. The guy had my book on his bookshelf, Hidden History, behind him in an interview. I, you know, I don't know if he's a psyop. What the hell's he doing with my book? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. But uh, so, 
I just look at it. Somebody says, so if Joe Biden came out tomorrow and just started ranting about the JFK assassination and said, you know, the CIA did it or something, I'd have to give him credit. I would, yeah, again, I was shocked, but I mean, you know, it's like, you know, it's just, it you, CIA. yeah, that's right. I'm not sure how it happened in 1736. Yeah, well, yeah maybe he could, he could easily maybe forgot to take his, you know, dementia drugs that day or something. He'd come out, you know, and say, of course, 9-11 was an inside job. What about Building 7? You know, he's eating his ice cream cone. I don't know. Yeah, Corn Pop was the guy in the grassy knoll. Corn Pop was a tough corn dude. Corn Pop was a bad dude. That was a bad dude. <laughs> it was, he was in the grassy knoll. Yeah, right. In 1985, when I was seven years old. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> did it. Hey, listen, uh, Alaska yeah. Airlines apparently... Um, uh, had a plane that went off and and the 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 windows blew out of it over over Portland on his way to Ontario, Canada. Um, what the hell is it's the front the front line on uh, I mean the headline on Drudge right now. Hmm. It says Alaska Airlines emergencies windows blew out mid flight. FAA grounds Boeing Max. I think that's a it's a crazy story. Uh, I don't know what happened. It, it ripped a it ripped the kid's uh, shirt off. I, I think everybody's okay. I don't see that any wow. any uh, deaths are reported. But that's that's a crazy thing. I just thought I'd mention that real quick. But uh, but we're we're getting out of here. Um, everybody on Free World, listen. Um, Poly Nation is on next at at uh, at the top of the hour, and he does a live show. It's pretty interesting. It's music and his thoughts about things. Angry Tiger is on tonight and Jimmy Jean right after Angry Tiger. So Angry Tiger is on at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, and he goes on till 10 p.m. And then Jimmy Jean has a live show exclusive to freeworld.fm after after 10 o'clock. So stay tuned and listen. Thank you for everybody that came over. We appreciate you. It's so many of you that that came over and listened. And and it it means a lot to all of us here at freeworld.fm and everybody that signed up to the chat. We're going to go ahead and upgrade the chat a little bit for you guys. Um, and uh, even though you guys are taking full advantage of it, but but um, fantastic. All right, cool. Uh, Tony, tell everybody where they can find you. Website is arterburn.news. And, of course, uh, wolfpack.gold, monthly memberships, precious metals. Go check us out, guys. We're, uh, we're pushing to 1,000 members. And uh, the more people that join, the better deals everybody gets. It supports the program. I also want to tell people, because I haven't plugged this enough, but – you got eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents hitting the hitting the uh, the streets uh, this year. I think as soon as the Republicans are done pretending like they're not going to fund that, uh, we'll have those eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. And uh, you know, they're coming after your Venmo transactions. They're coming after everything. We're going to be prepared. I've been with a company called Legal Shield for twenty years, and uh, for less than a dollar a day, you can get unlimited access to attorneys, all 50 states. They uh, protect you from IRS audits. They do your will. Uh, they give, they protect you from lawsuits. Again, it's it's uh, all defensive. You can do as many phone calls as you want. You can get uh, unlimited consultation, less than a cup of coffee a day. I've been with them 20 plus years. Peoplesprotectionplan.com, peoplesprotectionplan.com. That's another way you can support the show and protect your family at the same time. That's a great sponsor. And uh, I'm going to be plugging that more because people do need it. A fantastic Jason Barker, Moark, Wild Woman. How are you? Thank you for getting us in line. Berenger, how you doing? Tom Cooper, a Syrian girl, any word, Steve Swan, Foggy Trails, Birdhouse Blues, and Chris is here. Fortunate Earthling, uh, uh Randall Henderson, 
And then we have the, you know, a couple of, of the generated names, passionate individual, uh, no voter ID, Vince Zeno. I think I know who Vince Zeno is. Yeah, Vincenzo. <laughs> yeah, he, he he wants a he wants a sandwich, peanut butter and jelly. I got you, bro. <laughs> Curious soul, calm specimen, excited human. Uh, we got more, man. Little John was in the house, man. Everybody say what's up. Uh, thank you for thank you for uh, being here. Uh, quirky creature uh, everyone man we we really appreciate it uh thank you for being here don jeffries tell them where they can find you well it's great again i i hope to see some uh, at least some of those people in the chat room wednesday night at 8 p.m at uh, <clears throat> freeworld.fm for the donald jeffries are great that's wonderful that many people are here good to see that support donaldjeffries.substack.com i protest just like michelle that's where to find me it's the only place i'm not shadow banned my website's donaldjeffries.media but please uh Subscribe to me on Substack and subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Twitter because I don't, I guess maybe they're not unfollowing people as much as they used to now. So maybe my presence there can grow. But and please support my books. The latest is Pipe the Bimbo and Red about the JFK assassination, which I talked about with Tony on the David Knight show last week. And Masking the Truth is still the most shadow banned book in the world. So get out there and try to suggest it to your libraries and break the algorithm there. <laughs> And my, my mute button doesn't work. And this is why I need it to work because my cat just attacked my dog. And you, know, you know what happens. Yeah. All right, man. Billy Ray Valentine, thank you for being here. Freeworld.fm, America Unplugged, AmericaUnplugged.com, and AmericaUnpluggedRadio.com, America Unplugged, live on Rockfin, 12 p.m. Eastern. And of course, right here on Freeworld.fm. Stay tuned for all the programming we have today. Make sure you come out and support Angry Tiger. I want to see people out there, man. Uh, Eight o'clock tonight. He does an excellent show. He plays all types of music. He has all types of energy and also an excellent take all the time. So make sure you listen to that. Jimmy Jean on after that. Don't forget, uh, right after this, we got live programming too. The infinitefringe.podbean.com. Go check that. Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcasts. Let's get out of here, Tone. Say, what's up. Say goodbye to the people. You're going to play us out. You got it. All right. Bye-bye, guys. I guess we're gonna have to hum it because I can't hear. Yeah. All right, bye everybody. No music. We're out. We're out of here. Bye. All right. <laughs>